0: Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com/wondery. That's rocketmoney.com/wondery. rocketmoney.com/wondery.
1: Tonight, another record shattered. 77,000 coronavirus cases in just one day, more than double the highest point in April. More than half of those cases in three states: Texas, California, and Florida. The Sunshine State reports more than 100 deaths for the fourth straight day. The mask debate, California now giving out tickets to those without face coverings. COVID red zone, the 18 states a White House Coronavirus Task Force report says should roll back reopenings. So why wasn't the more than 300 page document made public? Tonight we learn Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is undergoing cancer treatment. It's her fifth bout with cancer in 21 years. What she's saying about her future on the court. Racing to a cure. An exclusive look inside a factory that makes vials. Can they manufacture enough to distribute the COVID vaccine? That's
2: basically what you're telling us to do save the world and do
1: it in three months. Left to die. New details about Breonna Taylor's final moments. The 26-year-old was alive after police shot her, so why didn't anyone come to her aid? A good night. The queen honors Captain Thomas Moore, whose daily walks raised millions for charity. And it's Friday, so CBS's Steve Hartman is on the road with an artist who captures the pride and pain of our health care heroes.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
1: Good evening and thank you for joining us. There's a lot of news as we come on the air tonight, including the announcement that Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is once again battling cancer. We're going to begin with those 77,000 new coronavirus cases here in the U.S. in just 24 hours. That is yet another record-setting day as the country heads into a weekend with the pandemic spiraling out of control. A document prepared for the president's coronavirus task force and obtained by CBS News says 18 states are now in the red zone and should roll back reopening some businesses. But that report still has not been released by the White House. In some of the country's worst hotspots, local leaders are clamping down. Tonight, parts of Florida are issuing mandatory curfews, forcing people off the beaches and out of bars and limiting any gatherings to 10 people. California's governor just announced strict new rules that would force most schools in that state to teach classes remotely starting next month. And in Texas, where the death toll reached another one-day high tonight, San Antonio began moving in refrigerated trucks to store the bodies of the dead. Tonight the virus has killed nearly 139,000 people in the U.S., and there are more than 3.6 million confirmed cases nationwide. There's a lot of reporting to get to tonight, and our team of correspondents is covering it all. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Miami. Good evening, Manny.
4: Good evening, Nora. For the 10th time, Florida is reporting more than 10,000 new cases. More curfews were announced today, including in Broward County and here along Miami Beach, where the mayor is hoping an 8 p.m. curfew along South Beach will keep people from partying, one of the behaviors suspected of fueling the surge.
5: We're not taking a full lockdown off the table.
4: Infectious disease, disease specialist Dr. Eileen Marty warns Miami-Dade County is nearing a tipping point, with ICUs full in eight out of the county's 25 hospitals. She's cautiously optimistic, however, the numbers may be leveling off.
5: We're hoping against hope that people are getting the message that they're changing their behavior. If we don't see that by Monday, Tuesday, then yeah it's possible that we may have to enact further measures.
4: Miami-Dade County did announce new fines for violating its mask order, $100. What we're
2: doing it is for us the safety, maintain our, the health of our, our of our residents.
4: Facial coverings remain among the simplest ways to stop the spread, but one of the most controversial. Today, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp defended his lawsuit against the city of Atlanta's mask mandate. I agree people need to wear a mask. You know, I don't think it takes a mandate for people to do the right thing. Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms reacted to the suit on CBS this morning.
6: It's very clear that the governor is putting politics over people, um, and we will have to fight the governor about this in court.
4: This meeting over reopening schools in Utah had to be called off. A packed room, most ignoring safety guidelines. We are supposed to be physically distancing, wearing masks. It appears less likely that all public schools in California will reopen with students on campus. Today, Governor Gavin Newsom unveiled strict new guidelines.
3: Schools that don't meet this requirement, they must begin the school year this fall through distance learning.
4: As cases continue to climb in Texas, COVID-19 survivor Enrique Carrillo says he's learned his lesson. I was just, you know, going out with just living life like like it wasn't even out there. And end up getting it, and now I'm more responsible. Manuel Bohorquez, CBS News, Miami.
6: I'm Paula Reed at the White House, where a newly revealed document suggests states experiencing a surge in cases should adopt more stringent measures, closing bars, gyms, and asking residents to wear masks at all times. The previously unpublished White House report, dated July 14th, shows 18 states in the red zone for COVID cases, meaning 100 new cases for every 100,000 residents. 11 states are in the red zone for positivity, places where more than 10% of tests came back positive. As cases rise, a new poll shows 60% of voters now say they disapprove of President Trump's handling of the outbreak. Speaking to the Chamber of Commerce today, Dr. Fauci continued to sound the alarm.
4: We need to get better
0: control over things.
6: Over the past week, Fauci has faced a barrage of criticism from the president.
2: I get along with him very well, but he's made some mistakes.
6: And other White House officials, including the White House press office, which gave some reporters a list of his mistakes. There was also an op-ed slamming Fauci from trade advisor Peter Navarro and this cartoon posted by senior aide Dan Scavino. But Chief of Staff Mark Meadows said there is no longer an effort to undermine Fauci.
2: I don't see um, a real effort, uh, an ongoing effort to undercut uh, Dr. Fauci.
6: We asked the White House why that red zone data wasn't made available to the public. And we were told that that information is just meant to help the states in their reopening efforts. Now, the CDC says its guidance on reopening schools that was supposed to be out this week will now be out by the end of the month. And the head of the CDC was invited to testify before the House next week about reopening schools, but the administration declined, citing a need to focus on the pandemic response.
1: Nora. Many parents still waiting for guidance. Paula Reed at the White House, thank you. Today, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg revealed that her cancer is back. She was diagnosed in February and has undergone chemotherapy in the last few months. The 87-year-old liberal icon says she's responding well to treatment and will remain on the court. Here's CBS's Nancy Cordes.
5: The Supreme Court's oldest justice is no stranger to cancer. Over the past 20 years, it has attacked her pancreas, her colon, and her lungs. The latest scare, she says, began in February when a periodic scan revealed lesions on her liver. Immunotherapy proved unsuccessful, but twice-weekly chemotherapy is yielding positive results. Most
6: likely, this is metastasis or spread from the pancreatic cancer.
5: Dr. Diane Simeone is the director of the Pancreatic Pop. Cancer Center so, uh, at for NYU. Patients, the prognosis with metastatic pancreatic cancer is not very favorable. I would
6: say in uh, Justice Ginsburg's favor is the fact that she actually has done quite well with her diagnosis over time. Can chemotherapy cure
5: this particular kind of cancer? It is reported, but it's quite rare. Ginsburg has long insisted her diagnoses do not hold her back.
1: As long as I can do the job full steam, I will be here.
5: In May, she participated in oral arguments from her hospital bed after gallbladder treatment. And her fitness regimen is no joke, as she showed Stephen Colbert in 2018.
4: I'm cramping in a working out with an 85-year-old
0: woman.
5: Ginsburg's health is closely watched here in Washington. Were she to leave the court, it would give President Trump his third chance to nominate a Supreme Court justice and his first chance to replace a liberal justice with a more conservative one.
1: Nora. Nancy Cordes, thank you. Tonight, we're learning disturbing new details from the night Louisville police shot and killed Breonna Taylor in her apartment. This information raises new questions about the officer's conduct that night. Here's CBS's Jeff Pegues.
2: CBS News has confirmed that after being shot five times, Breonna Taylor was alive but struggling to breathe. In a revised lawsuit filed on behalf of Taylor's family, attorneys allege that Taylor was left to die. They say that she was not killed immediately, that she lived for another five to six minutes before succumbing to her injuries on the floor of her home.
3: Turn around, away, turn Cell
2: around, phone video away. released last week shows officers moments after the shooting with their guns drawn, arresting Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, who later told investigators that he thought the cops were intruders.
3: The door, like, comes, like, off the hinges. So I just let off one shot. Like, I still can't see who it is or anything.
2: One of the officers involved, John Mattingly, described how he fired back.
0: And so I just returned fire. I got four rounds off. Um, and it was like simultaneous. boom, 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 boom.
2: The March 13th raid remains under investigation by the FBI and the Kentucky State Attorney General. Police targeted the home erroneously, believing that it was being used by a drug dealer to receive packages. Taylor's death has been a rallying cry for protest across Louisville and the country. Demonstrators have called for criminal charges against the officers involved. Jeff Begay, CBS News, Washington.
1: The three men charged in the killing of Ahmaud Arbery pleaded not guilty in court today. Travis McMichael, Greg McMichael, and William Bryan face multiple charges, including felony murder. In court, Arbery's mother argued against Bryan's request to be freed on bond, saying... My son cannot go home, and he ran for his life. The judge denied Brian's request. Tonight, the ACLU and Oregon's governor are accusing the Trump administration of abusing power. That's after video emerged on Twitter apparently showing federal officers dressed in camouflage grabbing protesters off the streets of Portland and using unmarked cars. Acting Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf says state and local officials are to blame for not putting an end to anti-police protests, which have continued in Portland for nearly 50 straight nights. As scientists around the world race to develop a COVID-19 vaccine, there's also a scramble to make the millions of vials needed to deliver it. CBS's Weijia Zhang takes us inside an Alabama factory that is going all out to meet a vital need, part of our series, Racing to a Cure. SIO2 Material Science in Auburn,
7: Alabama, gave CBS News an exclusive look at how it's tackling a formidable task. Making enough vials for hundreds of millions of doses of a coronavirus vaccine by the end of the year. I don't want to exaggerate, but that's basically what you're telling us to do. Save the world and do it in three months. It's part of the government's giant gamble, Operation Warp Speed, to mass-produce the most promising vaccine candidates before they're even approved. We will
0: actually procure and be ready to buy uh, much more than just 300 million doses uh, because not every vaccine will make it.
7: Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar. Are you worried that you're overpromising too much too soon?
0: Well, we're not making promises. We're setting goals.
7: Fast-tracking doses also means ramping up supplies like syringes, needles, and glass vials. The administration has shelled out $5.6 billion so far in contracts with more than a dozen companies. Some, like Corning, have a long history making vaccine vials. Others, like SIO2, have never mass-produced them. Are there potential hiccups that we don't even know about yet? You want to speed
2: this up as, as fast as possible that it's absolutely a daunting task. Along the way, there will definitely
7: be hiccups. Hiccups that could lead to catastrophe, like production line crashes and raw material shortages. And there's fierce global competition for the supplies, which are already needed for other drugs. Prashant Yadav is a Harvard Medical School supply chain expert.
3: We may end up having a vaccine that is effective and safe, but not have all the ingredients and auxiliary inputs that we need to administer it.
7: I understand ramping up production lines, but how do you procure more raw materials?
0: Already done. So we've taken care of that for the U.S. production. Um, but where, the,
7: where is it coming from?
0: We have contracted with manufacturers here in the United States.
7: But contracts don't mean goods in hand.
3: So There is always a, a risk that the quantity that you contract for is not the quantity you get.
7: The fastest vaccine for the mumps was developed in four years. The government compares this effort to putting a man on the moon. What seemed impossible made history. Weijia Jang, CBS News, Washington.
1: The COVID-19 pandemic has been especially hard on the Latino community. Latinos are being admitted to hospitals at a rate four times that of white Americans. A CBS News special, Pandemia, Latinos in Crisis, looks at why this community is vulnerable and shares the stories of people on the front lines.
4: We don't really have much of a margin for error, especially me and my wife. We you know, you have to come home to a one-year-old baby. I don't really have time to focus on my, you know, my immigration struggles and my immigration status. My patients need me there. They don't really care if I'm illegal or undocumented. They don't really care if I'm a DACA recipient.
1: Pandemia Latinos in Crisis is anchored by CBS News contributor Maria Elena Salinas and will air Sunday night at 9, 8 central on CBSN and is available now at cbsnews.com slash Today, Defense Secretary Mark Esper effectively banned the Confederate flag from U.S. military installations. He issued a memo naming flags that can be displayed, and the Confederate flag was not on the list. Esper's decision comes just days after President Trump told CBS News he considers flying the Confederate flag a free speech issue. Civil rights pioneer C.T. Vivian died today. He began leading sit-ins against segregation in the 1940s and helped organize many of Martin Luther King Jr.'s marches, often being arrested or beaten. In 2013, President Barack Obama awarded him the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor. C.T. Vivian was 95 years old. Today, Queen Elizabeth knighted Captain Tom Moore, the 100-year-old British War veteran whose garden walks raised millions to support health care workers it was the Queen's first face-to-face meeting with a member of the public since March. Earlier, the Queen attended the unannounced wedding for her granddaughter, Princess Beatrice. There is simply no way to fully repay the medical workers on the front line of the pandemic. But CBS's Steve Hartman found someone who's saying thank you in his own way. Here's tonight's On the Road.
3: When Steve Derrick of Clifton Park, New York, paints a portrait, there's no such thing as a touch-up. He includes every bruise, bag, and blood vessel. You're not capturing them at their best moment.
7: I, I, I think I am.
3: Oh, interesting. That's when they're strongest, not when everything's rainbows and butterflies behind him. Indeed, the only thing his subjects have behind them is a 12-hour hospital shift. In the paintings, you see the marks from the masks, the fight in their eyes, and the admiration the artist has for all of them. When this pandemic began, Steve says he wanted to do something as a thank you to those on the front lines. So the amateur artist spent hours in his basement painting tributes to these warriors. So far he's done about a hundred portraits. Many nurses here at Albany Medical Center in Albany, New York. And although Steve refuses payment of any kind, he says he's gotten very rich in another way. Right here. It's just, that's the payment. That's the reason I do it. Wealth beyond words. Steve says he has been overwhelmed by the impact his paintings have had on his subjects. Like Albany Med ER nurse Michelle Hanna.
1: You know, it doesn't make me look glamorous by any stretch of the imagination, but it makes me look like who and what I am and what I was doing.
3: Michelle recently stopped by to meet Steve and check out an exhibit of his work at the Albany Center Gallery.
1: These are amazing.
3: She was deeply moved by the art.
7: It's the most beautiful thing anybody's ever done for me.
3: But even more so by the artist and his large-scale generosity. Steve will now be giving away every portrait to the person in it. A forever mirror reflecting that time in their lives when they were at their most beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Hartman on the road in Albany, New York.
1: What an incredible gift to those who give us the gift of life. Next week on the CBS Evening News, with cases of coronavirus surging in the midst of a heat wave, we look at air conditioning and new technology some businesses are now installing to help stop the spread. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. Thanks for joining us this week. Be safe this weekend. See you back here Monday. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com/survey.
3: Look around.